This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Christians, in our gospel lesson, we learn first and foremost about faith. After all, Jesus tells the Samaritan leper, your faith has saved you. And yes, in Greek, the word that we have made you well, translated as, is really that verb, has saved you. That means the leper is saved by his faith. Now, before we get into the meat of this particular gospel lesson, we need to understand what faith is. Faith is described for us Christians in the words of the first commandment and its meaning. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. That's what faith is. Faith is having complete fear, love, and trust in something. Faith always has an object that it looks to. Something it trusts in. Something that it loves. Something that it fears. Faith always has an object. We even use that idea in the way we use that word. A man runs a marathon, not me of course, with faith that he'll finish. We put money in the bank with faith that it will grow. We say, I do to someone with faith that they will be with us until death do they part. Faith always trusts in something. And the first commandment says, the greatest faith we should have is faith in God. Now to our gospel lesson. In it we see ten men, all of them sick with leprosy. As a result of their disease, they have painful sores all over their bodies, oftentimes affecting their nerves. As a result, they no longer have faith in their bodies, since they're slowly being consumed by disease. These ten men had no faith in their families or in their villages because their disease of leprosy required them to live apart from those who were healthy, to even shout out from a distance, unclean, when someone approached. These ten men had no faith in money because when you're sick with leprosy, no one will hire you or pay you a wage. And even if you were hired, actually accomplishing the task you were hired to do would be near impossible. These men's faith in the various things of the world had all been crushed. But... They'd all heard 
about Jesus. Now, we can't say specifically how they heard about this wandering preacher, Jesus, but this is Luke's gospel, and Jesus has already done countless miracles in Luke's gospel. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus healed a man who had a withered hand. In Luke chapter 5, he healed a paralytic. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus raised someone from the dead. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus cast out a demon, healed a woman from a flow of blood, and raised Jairus' daughter. And perhaps most important for today's gospel lesson, in chapter 5 of Luke's gospel, Jesus even healed a leper. Healed a leper. What an amazing miracle. And these ten men think to themselves, maybe, just maybe, Jesus could heal that leper, he could heal us also. So these ten men set out to find Jesus. And standing from a distance, they shout out to Jesus, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They have faith in something. Faith that Jesus would be able to heal them of their leprosy. Faith that he could make them well. Just as he had all those others. But that's as far as their faith goes. We see that in the word they use. They call Jesus Master, but not Lord And not God. Their faith goes far enough to believe that Jesus is a good doctor. Or a worker of healing miracles. But it doesn't go the whole distance. What's Jesus' response? Well... Kind of weird at first glance, isn't it? Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. It sounds like a minor thing, but in fact, what Jesus is doing is sending them back to the Bible, to the scriptures, to God's word. Moses, in the book of Leviticus, spends two whole chapters, 13 and 14, if you want to read it, explaining what those with leprosy are supposed to do. And chief among those things is you're supposed to show yourself to the priest. And the priest will examine you to see your illness and determine if you are well or if you are sick. So when Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest, all Jesus is doing is preaching a sermon based on the Old Testament lesson, the words of Moses. Jesus sends these ten men back to the Bible. 
I suppose at first that might have been a little bit of a disappointment. No smoke, mirrors, no thunderclap. Just go show yourself to the priests. Jesus had healed others, so the ten men begin their journey to Jerusalem, the very same place Jesus is traveling. And on their way, the sores vanish. The pus dries up. The feeling returns to their fingers. They're returned to health. The faith they had that Jesus could heal them was found to be true. The leprosy was gone. Their lives had been restored. And it's at this point that we see something change for one of those ten lepers. Nine of them, all they cared about was their leprosy. All they cared about was being healed. Their faith was that Jesus was a miracle worker, a master over disease. And so those nine, they keep on going down the road to Jerusalem to see the priests, to make the necessary sacrifices, to be declared clean by the priest's words, and then to continue on to their own homes, to show up and see their family and say, look at me, I'm well. But one, one of those ten former lepers has a different faith. Faith that sees Jesus as more than just a doctor. More than just a faith healer. A faith that sees Jesus as Messiah, as Lord, as God as Savior. The one has a faith that makes him say to himself, if Jesus can heal this worldly disease, what could he do for my spiritual disease, for my sin, for my shortcomings, for my failings before God? His faith believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Do you see what his faith does? His faith then, in Christ as God, drives him back to Jesus to worship to be in the presence of God, to give thanks to the God who has healed him and whom he believes can save him. True Christian faith always seeks to return to Jesus. Christian faith 
returns people to worship. So this one man returns to Jesus, giving thanks to God. Who is God? This man would say, Jesus is God. This one Samaritan leper falls on his face, an act of worship before Jesus. Because he believes that Jesus is God, the Almighty One in human flesh, come down to save the world from sin, death, and the power of the devil. And it is this faith, faith in Jesus as God and Savior, that truly saves this man. Our gospel lesson begs the question, dear Christians, what is your faith in? What do you fear, love, and trust in above all other things? What do you believe about Jesus? How do you describe or confess your faith in him? So many people in our world today have an incomplete faith in Christ. They say things like this, Jesus wants you to have your best life here and now. Jesus wants there to be justice in this world, to create a perfect kingdom here on earth. Some TV preachers declare that Jesus wants to heal your illness, but he'll only do so if you send $2 to the address on the screen. What's your faith? What do you believe about Jesus? So many Christians in our world today think it's all about showing compassion to the people in the world. If we can just get rid of the hungry, the repressed minority groups, and have no inequity, then Jesus' kingdom will exist here on earth. While they talk about all that, they never once mention what was abundantly clear to the leper in our gospel lesson. That Jesus is almighty God. Jesus forgives sins by his death and resurrection. Jesus has power over life and death Jesus is God and Lord. What's your faith? Your faith, dear Christian, is in Jesus. You know what that Samaritan knew. Jesus is your saving God who saved you 
purchasing and winning you from sin, death, and the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but by shedding his holy, precious blood, by innocently dying for you and for your sins, so that you might be his holy possession, baptized into his name, eating his body and blood to strengthen your faith and forgive your sins. Your faith is in Jesus, your God and your Lord, the one who saves you. And that faith does save you. Faith in Him and in Him alone. How does this faith come to you? It doesn't begin in your heart. You don't choose to have it. God sends His Word and sacraments to you. And in that Word, in those sacraments, the Holy Spirit creates faith within you. That's why Jesus sent those lepers back to the Scriptures, that the Holy Spirit might work faith in them. That's why your pastor preaches sermons to you, that the Holy Spirit might work faith in your hearts. And when he does, when you have faith, that faith brings you back here. It drives you to seek out Jesus again and again and again. That faith brings you here to hear more of God's precious word, to eat Christ's body and blood over and over, to remember your baptism, and that you are clothed in the robe of Christ's righteousness. Your faith drives you to Jesus. Remember how we began saying that faith always has an object. It's not just some nebulous thing. It's a real thing. And the object of Christian faith is Jesus. That means your God is Jesus, who does the Father's will by going to the cross for you who calls you to be Christian by sending His Spirit, who cares for you in the world as you are healthy, as you are sick, and promises that on the last day He will raise you, take away all of your maladies, put you together perfectly so that you might live bodily with Him forever and ever and ever and ever in his kingdom. That faith now saves you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This has been with Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. 
The words, with intrepid hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.